0: How much of a political stance can you take within the realm of your business or um, even on your own as a small business owner? Because as we've talked about, you kind of are your business when you, um, you know, when you're out there representing uh, yourself on social media, you're also kind of representing your, your business. So um, how far can, can you take it? If you do feel passionately about something, is that something that you really should bring into um, the the personality of your business.
1: Welcome to Market Space, a podcast for everyone who's sick of gimmicky, inauthentic marketing advice. Join me, Rebecca Mead, and my co-host Cheryl Rice for a no-holds-barred, unscripted, opinionated conversation on marketing for small businesses. In this episode, Cheryl and I wade into the riptide of mixing business with politics and how in today's culture, even supporting a social cause can have political implications. So as a small business, can you, should you, get political? And if you do, how do you do it right? If you like what you hear, hear more when you subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Just search for Market Space Podcast and have each episode delivered directly to your device. And here we go. Market Space Podcast, Episode Two The Politics of Business. Well, hello there. What a roller coaster of a couple of weeks it's been. Do you feel as seasick as I do, Cheryl?
0: Oh, my goodness. It's
1: been bananas. That's a good word for it. That's a good word <laughs> for it. Um, we are happy to be back. And I'm not sure if we're brave or stupid, but we thought we'd take this opportunity to talk about politics. Uh, Well, specifically the question, do politics and business mix? And is supporting a social cause a political act?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think especially uh, when it comes to the small businesses that that we're trying to to connect with here, um, how much of a political stance can you take? Within the realm of your business, or um, even on your own as a small business owner, because as we've talked about, you kind of are your business when you, mm. um, you know, when you're out there representing uh, yourself on social media, you're also kind of representing your your business. So, um, how far can can you take it? If you do feel passionately about something, is that something that you really should bring into um, the the personality of your business? Because I mean, I think, you know, people have always felt passionately about causes, um, but now it seems to be um, just it's so much, people feel so much stronger and it's also polarizing, unfortunately. So it's like, you know, you, you want to support something in a in a positive way, but it can also be seen as divisive. So so, what do you do? How do you, how yeah. do you address this as a small business person? I
1: agree. And I think that, you know, we obviously politics can be as we know, polarizing. But I think that we've also seen a lot of social and cultural causes become very politicized. And so how do you draw the line you know it, you know i think as small business owners we see companies like nike and dick sporting goods patagonia and dove and some of the major brands um, with their ceos taking a stand and and they you know um, building this into their marketing and and such like that but as a small business when like you said you are your you are the business the business is you um, and you make a stand whether it's on a social or a political or one or both, um, you know, do you have the market share to, to allow yourself to possibly lose clients or customers or, you know, um, um, a large segment of your, your audience?
0: Yeah, I think that's the, that's the thing to, to think about before you jump into anything, um, like this, you have to, to weigh the pros and cons. I mean, it, it, I think, especially in the in the in the atmosphere that we're in right now, so many people want to to take that leap, and they want to be true to themselves, and that's a that's an important thing. And I think if that's the headspace that you're at as you listen to this, you're like, "I want to to let people know what I stand for. This is important to me. How do I do it um, in a smart way?" That's kind of what we're going to be mm-hmm. what we're going to be uh, addressing today. But you have to be aware that. Um, that that just about everything, unfortunately, can be politicized in a negative way, even Mm -hmm. um, being environmentally conscious, (laughs) you know, things that you would think are, you know, no brainer, good causes can, uh, unfortunately, have some level of backlash. So, you know, so what are you willing to, what chance are you willing to take?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of companies do start out, where they kind of bake in a um, social cause or a community cause within their business model, you know, almost like a a social uh, enterprise or social entrepreneur kind of mindset, Um, you know, where they align their business outcomes um, to how they connect with and create positive change in their local community or within a larger social movement. So for the companies like that, when they start like that, you're going to galvanize people around you based on your behavior that way. Um, and it is, a you know, they're the core reasons that people do business with them, you know, like a Patagonia who started out like that. Um, and, you know, it, it also helps to recruit the right staff and to um, decide how you're going to communicate about your business and, social you know, your social values. Um, but I think that a lot of us feel passionately – but we have to be really careful not to make knee-jerk decisions around suddenly engaging in an activism campaign. Because if we don't do it right and if we, um, if we don't plan it and, and understand how we're going to accommodate and react to both the negative and the positive outcomes, um, it can really seem inauthentic and it can really turn people off who may otherwise be advocates for you. You know, it, it, we see that the term newsjacking, which I know is not one of our favorite terms. Um, but if you suddenly glom on to a social movement that's not true to your, um, your, your core business values, um, then it falls flat. And people, you know, nowadays with news traveling so fast and social media being the forefront, it really can be damaging. Oh, devastatingly damaging. Yeah, yeah,
0: and again, with these causes being so important to so many people, when you step out and look like like a hypocrite, or you look like you're just you know putting on the T-shirt of, of whatever cause of the day, yeah, um, that's a that's a bad look. So I think um, going into a, a campaign like this, or a, a you know, if you want to connect yourself to a cause, you know, you have to think about what the relevancy really is to your business and to the people that you're trying to, to talk to, because, um, as, as Rebecca was saying, you can galvanize, uh, people around you and that's a good thing. You sort of want to do business with people and and people want to do business with you if they know that you kind of think the same way and, you know, and there's some, uh, there's some loyalty there. Um, but, uh, just you know, put slapping on whatever button seems to be you know the hot the hot topic of the day and saying oh I believe in this it, it just rings so hollow and it does it does, does long term damage.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, you know when we when the Black Lives Matter uh, initiative or cause and I, I I hate the words around that because I think it it shouldn't um, be limited to that. But you know when with the death of George Floyd and then the Black Lives Matter movement and the activities becoming so much in the forefront earlier this year, Um, so many companies, I mean, I don't know how many emails I got, you probably got them too, of companies making statements surrounding that. And I was even surprised at how many small companies that I do business with or receive their emails or read their social feed and stuff who made these statements. And I thought I was trying to figure out the relevancy to them other than just feeling like Um, that they supported the movement, which I think should go without saying in so many ways. And I think, you know, um, you know, I don't question the sentiment behind the outreach, but it got to the point where after like the 30th email that day, you know, talking about their new commitment to diversity and inclusivity, I felt like they were just saying this was like a yeah, me too kind of thing. Like I, you know, and perhaps they just didn't want to feel guilty by being silent. Yeah, and
0: that's and it's a struggle. It is, and that's the the fine line that a lot of companies are you know they have to walk. Um, if you don't do anything, sometimes your absence is conspicuous. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but did you just do something to do something? I mean, that's not. And what know.
1: activities have you done since then? Can you can you it's, give me an update? How have you changed your culture? How have you added this to part of your operating? Procedures, you know, yeah. um, you know, any social movement. If you really want to make big change, you know, you need to change how you operate, um, not just how you put yourself out there in a marketing realm. You know, you make changes in your purchasing. You buy local, buy from local vendors, minority-owned, environmentally friendly vendors. You know, you're inclusive in your hiring practices. Um, you make community activism and outreach part of your culture, and then of course the marketing you do around that whatever the cause or platform it is um is truly authentic and genuine and i in like we said you know people can see through any other attempt and it will damage your business um and you know this whole thing about cancel culture that we're hearing Cheryl yeah i still can't quite wrap my head around it exactly <laughs> what it means um because i think it means something different to everybody what do you think about well
0: i mean i think when we've talked about uh, the whole concept of, of cancel culture the idea is that um Someone and usually it's someone in a much more prominent position than, you know, a a small business owner. But maybe we can talk about the relevance, you know, as as we go through this. But the idea is that someone in a position of prominence uh, did something controversial, um, you know, said something controversial. And so uh, the idea is that they get canceled meaning, and and it's mostly just a social media movement, meaning everybody says, well, I'm never buying their stuff again. I'm never, I'm, you know, I'm never going to go to one of their movies. I'm never going to buy their music again. They're canceled. Because of one past action. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm on the, I'm kind of on the fence about that. I don't subscribe to the, the whole idea of just, you know, shutting someone off because of one mistake they've made, particularly if they acknowledge the mistake and they say, oh, I, I said something really stupid and I shouldn't have. Um, but by the same token, there are consequences to actions, you know? Um, and yeah, if, I, if, someone, if it comes to light that someone has had a very racist past and, or, or whatever the, the controversy might be, um i don't think it's just you know woke canceling to say <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to deal with them anymore that's mm-hmm. not so um so yeah i think if you think about not so much being canceled but about facing some very real consequences mm-hmm. you know that's and, and you know again that we're talking about folks that are generally celebrities or or big companies doing um, um high profile right yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know and yeah. i
1: you know i got to say I think that we, as a culture, uh, whether that's because of social media or just because of our attention spans, you know, being that of a gnat of lately, we quickly make assumptions and make judgments based on headlines. And I don't think we dig deeper, you know, and so a lot of that cancel culture, again, if they have one bad act, one misstatement, um, do we take that and, you know, blacklist them forever, you know, type yeah. of thing. Um, you know, but when it comes back to, you know, the, the small business, how do you, how do you do it right? I mean, if you do feel compelled and you believe in something so strongly and you want to participate in a social movement, um, one that hasn't been part of your business from the start, how do you make that pivot? Um,
0: I think, I think it starts with authenticity You know, um, I think, you know, it can't be all about, you know, latching on to whatever the cause of the day is. I mean, um, I know of of businesses that have been, that have had environmental, you know, consciousness as a part of their business model forever. So Mm -hmm. as, you know... Things come up in the news, or if there's environmental concerns, they're able to step out and and make statements about that because it is who they are. It's not something that they're just you know glomming onto. So maybe as a small business person, that's not something that you've done yet. But if you're feeling passionately about it, maybe it's something that you could do. And you know, as you were saying, actions do speak louder than words. I think the first thing to do is find a way to incorporate it into your business if it's. if, it, if we're talking about environmental concerns, what are you doing in your physical business to save energy, to um, to help the planet in whatever way? And then you can start communicating that. Yep. Yeah.
1: And I agree. I think it needs to be an ongoing communications plan. You know, um, don't just say it and let it go. You know, don't just put that, please don't print this email, <laughs> you know, at the bottom of your email signature and expect that to be it. Um, you know, I think it's also... Um, get feedback and real time from your your audiences or your customers or anything like that. What's important to them and how would they make that connection with you? You know, if you have good relationships with your customers, ask questions. It's not, you know, it's not a bad thing. But I think you really need to um proceed with caution, you know. Again, don't jump into a conversation where you don't belong. Make sure it is authentic, like you said, to the the actions and the stance of your company. It's a fit. For you, you know, um, and, uh, you know, choose the right venue, the right time to start communicating about it and be consistent in your communications, you know, about what you're doing and people connect with narrative and story. So make it part of your story. And like you said, make it part of your overall operations. Um, But one thing, you know, I think is really important is to be prepared, (laughs) you know, be a Boy Scout, be prepared, (laughs) Um, approach it as if it's a crisis communications kind of plan, because we are, you are going to get positive feedback. You are going to get negative feedback. And so you have to figure out how do you weigh all your possible outcomes? Um, And then you need to make sure that you have responses for all of that.
0: Yeah. I think that is so important. Um, When you're doing really anything in a big way, when you're putting yourself out there, um, you know, and communicating a message, you have to know that, even things that aren't necessarily politicized, there's, there's going to be two sides and you really have to think ahead. It's like, what? There are going to be people out there who are going to hear this in a negative way. What are they going to say and how are we going to respond to that? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember working with a client once that was, you know, they, all, they, they were just announcing a new CEO, but we had to sit down and say, okay, there are people who are going to think this wasn't the right person to hire. So what is our message going to be to those people? And you've got to anticipate, you know, those questions, those, those pushbacks. And then have your, speak with one voice, have those answers <laughs> ready across the board. Because they, you know, different people might be um, speaking yep. at different times. And, you, and so you have to understand who is authorized to speak for the company. And if it's more than one person, what are they going to say? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you
1: know, the whole um, aspect of the one voice is so important because you have to make sure that every interaction you have with a client, with a press, with anybody um, represents you. And, you know, no matter whose mouth it comes out of or what social platform it's on, that it's it's totally consistent. Because if if people uh, can, they can find those inconsistencies so fast. Um, and you want to make sure that you don't put any of your staff, depending on how big you are and who the, who, who's going to be on the front line of this, that they feel confident in how they're speaking about whatever the, the, the social movement is or whatever your position is on that. Um, you know, and, and, because this should be really part of the long view of your company. This is going to be ongoing. you know, you don't you don't want to just make a splash and and leave the pool. Hmm. Um, so, you know, make it part of how you speak about your company, make sure everybody is there. And you know even to the point of like creating a playbook like you would with a crisis communications plan, um, you know, standard messaging clearly articulated by everybody,
0: yeah. and um and thinking about what channels you'll use. Mm-hmm. As, as well because um, this, this whole discussion I think is is primarily sort of centered around social media. It doesn't necessarily have to be, but social media is kind of where people put messages like this out. They tend to not buy ads to I mean well the big, big, big brands do certainly, but um, a small company is probably not going to buy an ad or um, mm-hmm. you know do you know, do something like that, that involves a big expense to talk about their. You know, yeah, the, the, it's their, probably they're probably going to be integrated in their general yeah. outreach. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, but keep in mind what channels you want to use. Are you a, are you a kind of are you a Twitter company? Are you an Instagram company? What is your mm-hmm. um, channel? So you know that what the messages are going to be that go out on those channels.
1: Yeah, and then your followers and your you know your supporters on those channels are going to see this as as more natural and a, just another iteration of of your communications and not. big splash bang campaign.
0: Yeah, it's just just kind of who who you are. And uh, kind of going back to what you were saying about, um, about your employees, that is such an important part. um, Because, you know, again, the positive part of of being vocal about who you are and what you stand for means you will attract uh, employees who are, uh, you know, of a similar mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, having people around that can kind of support the message and speak with one voice, particularly, again, if you've got employees that, as you said, are out on the front lines, and are going to have to kind of be the face of this. Um, Yeah, but having everyone in the same, in the same boat is a good thing.
1: Yeah. And I think people are so quick and fast to react to things on social media, especially now, you know, whereas they may not pick up the phone or talk to you face to face, in the same manner, they're much more critical on social media. So how do you not react emotionally to a negative feedback, you know, um, take a breath, yeah. <laughs> think about it, um, and think about how it goes back to your overall brand messaging, um, and how to deal with the trolls. Cause you're always going to have them. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think more negatively, obviously, but you, the, I had a client who, put out something a couple years ago um you know did an integrated social media campaign of of this communications um and they had one person who was kind of like fanatical about it really glommed on really strongly to a, a very odd and weird point <laughs> of it um like and, and 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 was like this massively over-steroided <laughs> uh cheerleader uh for this topic and they really had to be careful how they reacted and what they put out because this person would just constantly um, bombard them with messaging and you know um, really oddball things. So they hadn't really thought that it would go to that extreme. But nowadays, I think you have to think: what are the absolute extremes on both sides that are going to happen, and how do we handle that? You know, yeah. how do we kind of bring people back to earth and and relax them a bit and and get us get them to be um, more rational brand advocates for you, um, even on the positive side. Gosh. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's, it feels like, um, I don't know, over-preparing or so, but you just mm-hmm. think about the worst thing that can happen just to, because it really, really might. <laughs> and so, sure. yeah. And, and, and so looking at, you know, all the scenarios and having, uh, a plan in place to deal with that stuff. Um, it's important. And, you know, again, as a small business person, you, hopefully you will attract more like-minded people who will want to support you than, um, you know, Then you would repel others. But
1: yeah, um, because you just don't have the brand equity and the, the market space, you know, that you've um, established in order to, to weather that, you know, you have, you really have to think about what's, what's the possible outcome for my business yeah. um, because you are, Supporting others—it's not just you. You know, if you're an independent person like I am, and and um, you make a comment, you know, a political statement, and someone disagrees with you, you know, it's a little bit easier to to manage. But if I'm employing people, and suddenly I lose forty percent of my business because of a statement that I've made or that the business has made, then I'm responsible to other people. I'm not just, you know,
0: I'm not just rolling the dice with my own with my own <laughs> yeah. well-being. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, that's uh, that's what matters. You have to think this through um, b- mm-hmm. before you before you jump in. And if you feel passionately about it and you really feel like it is the right thing for you to do, then understand that, you know, you maybe you won't be doing business with, with some people. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you can, you know, pivot, um, that's that's good. But you got to have your eyes open.
1: Yep. Because it could be a truly wonderful growth opportunity. To, if, if it's, if you do see a large enough part of your audience or your customer base or, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, out there that will align with how you feel. And it could be part of your growth opportunities and strategies, you know, going forward. But again, you got to do it right and really think it through. No knee-jerk reactions, please. Absolutely. It can be deadly for your business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, I think that was, um, I hope we helped, you know, (laughs) and I hope we, uh, gave you a couple of ideas of, of how to proceed. Um, you know, I always say to my clients, I hate to be the Debbie Downer in the conversation because there's so many excited ideas out there, but I have to go, but what if, you know, and we, we play the what if games and make sure that you have every base covered, um, for those what ifs.
0: Absolutely. That's, that's what the planning part is all about. Absolutely.
1: So thanks, Cheryl. I enjoyed this conversation. Of course, we didn't get political about it because we could have gone on for ages um, and, <laughs> yeah. and alienated part of our audience as well. Ah, but, you see, um, see what we did there? Yeah. <laughs> um, however, you know, I think that um, I look forward to, you know, building this into the conversation because as a business, how you operate is so much more important because then it gives you the, the basis for how you market. Um, and that's really what market space is all about. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that the next episode of Market Space is delivered directly to you. And visit our website for additional resources, show notes, and links marketspacepodcast.com. If you have feedback on this episode or any other, or topics that you'd like us to tackle in an upcoming episode, please share them. We look forward to hearing from you. In our next episode of Market Space, we'll be talking through some of the trends that we saw in marketing this past year, how changes in our collective behaviors, thanks to COVID, have derailed some trends and accelerated others, and what we predict will continue into 2021. Please join us. Market Space is a production of Inc creative.